0: are listening to weird distractions podcast a podcast where we chat true crime conspiracy theories paranormal stories and just a weird bag of shit i'm your host alex <laughs> i'm your
1: host christy
0: so this is episode 12 if you can't count uh, hopefully you can um uh, we are recording together which we mentioned in episode 11 and it feels really good to, it's it good together. to be together. it's good to be together because we're recording as mentioned over skype which has its plot like it It worked.
1: Yeah, like I can. Not saying I am, but I can wear no clothes, whatever.
0: Yeah, but now we're we have to wear pants and go in public. And go in public. I think I'm wearing mascara. I. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, but this week, we are on episode 12, which I don't think I've ever mentioned, but 12 is my lucky number, slash my favorite number, so I... That's so
1: cute, ours is back-to-back. Yours is 12, and mine's 13. I
0: know, which is kind of cute, because your birthday's on the 13th, and mine's on the 12th.
1: Yeah. Right? We're adorable.
0: People are like, oh my god, I just got to the ghost. Like, these guys are crazy.
1: These guys are fucking
0: stupid. <laughs> <which> I'm debatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so... We're going to do things a little bit, in the sense of, episode 12, I picked out a really special story that stays true, close to my heart, um, and Christy, for episode 13, is actually going to be telling a story she's been wanting to cover, um, mm-hmm. because it's her lucky episode number thing, so stay tuned for that, I, I'm i so excited to hear, I know, I, I have a feeling, but like, mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear it. You should be. I'm, I'm so excited. And that'll be true crime. So yes. right up your alley. Um, before we kind of dive into this spooky story today, what are you wanting to distract yourself from? You're <laughs> giving me that phase of like, shit. Mm, that's is. a good question. <laughs>
1: um, we're just going to go with the typical distraction of work.
0: Work, 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 work. <laughs>
1: um, because the numbers of... Things we have to do now, like we were like doing only essential because COVID and everyone's like, Tim, go to the hospital. You're going to get sick and die. No, you're not. Like emergency still open. You're going to
0: get sick and die beforehand.
1: Yeah. If you break your bone, come and emerge. I don't fucking care. I need to x-ray you because I'm bored. But um, the numbers are slowly (laughs) increasing with cases, which thank God, because it was getting some real long days. Yeah. I got back pain. And I sat, in, I sat in a chair and I was like, I don't know how office people work. Like, I don't even, like, I do have an ergonomic somewhat chair, but I was like, I can't handle it. Like, I have terrible have, posture and terrible back pain.
0: Have you seen my office? So I'm working from home, but have you seen the chair I sit in upstairs? Yeah, it's rough. It's fucking rough. And like, I, I could go and by. And the ball. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and I sit on an exercise ball to quote unquote exercise. But like, yeah, no, it's the older you get, the the less your back wants to support you, which sounds like, you know. Life. <laughs> life. But where you get less, the less life... Your body you get, wants to support you your in your general. Your body does not want to be with you anymore. It's like, yeet, motherfucker. I don't want to Cripple and die. <laughs> Cripple and die. Um, fair enough, though. Like, I feel like with... Because obviously we're still dealing with coronavirus. Um, it's... There's so much you have... Like, there's so many safety procedures, which I feel like is good. Mm-hmm. But... It does make your job a lot harder and it makes it more yes. like it makes it a lot more like you have to take extra steps you have to take safety uh, precautions you have to be more mindful mm-hmm. you know you
1: well, yeah even last night when we were like or not last night but last week when we were um together with a friend we were like just talking about work and all the stresses we're having um, of like trying to even open up last week or whatever when everything was slowly opening and I was saying how like I had a patient and he came in and he was wearing a mask and his I think he was elderly and he needed some help because he was a little bit delirious and the daughter was with him, and she was wearing a mask, and I've wear my mask, obviously. And she's like, "Oh, he reads lips," and I was like, well, "That's great, because we all have our lips covered. Like, this doesn't really work." I know, and like, it's not like I like I normally wouldn't wear him because that's not what his case was related to to get right. his X ray. I was just like, I wouldn't be covered and normal. I would help him, but I'm like, I literally like am signing and finger things and yeah. writing on paper, and it's like it just makes it harder when I could lip read to him and he would understand better.
0: I and I will kind of segue into my distraction with the same thing where so I'm still working from home probably forever at this point like we just got a notification that we're not going back anytime soon because of
1: insurance problems
0: insurance problems which lol I'm so glad I'm not like there's days where I'm like oh my gosh I could totally be a manager and like I could totally handle the responsibility of like leadership
1: no I hated it
0: oh fuck no I if I was dropped to that because my manager was telling me she's like yeah so I got a call at like 9 p.m. I'm like Nope, (laughs) like I wouldn't answer that phone call. But so, working from home, like I'm trying to connect with patients about their mental health and like Mm -hmm. they're, you know, how they're doing. And a lot of times I'm getting no response because it's also summertime right yeah I, I do find that in the summer a lot of my clients aren't really connecting as much
1: well you'd hope they're in a little better like state yeah. of mind and mood it's getting like it's getting sunny they're yeah. not really stuck inside like they're stuck inside but like they can get outside now like at least,
0: yeah. yeah and so there's that but then you know it's kind of the same old thing how are you doing oh, i just wish this would be done i'm so done with it it's like yes yes becky me too like i, I get it but like <laughs> the- becky with the hair <laughs> becky with the nice hair <laughs> But there is, I think there is that part of it that becomes more challenging because yes, you're in the comfort of your home home, you're Mm -hmm. able to like do things a little bit quote unquote easier, but kind of similar to the masking, like you can't really tell what they're saying and they can't really tell what you're saying because sometimes like even over the phone or even over video, there's legs, there's, you know, cutting people off, there's.
1: You can't tell if, like, your break is, like, something's not, like, colloding, or, like, they're actually having a moment, or you, yeah. like, don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. Face-to-face yeah. is definitely how your job should be done.
0: Exactly. And speaking of face-to-face, the place we're talking about today, our little spooky site, is a place we've been to face-to-face. Oh, happily! Yeah. I'm excited! I know. So, without further ado, we are talking about Rolling Hills Asylum! Hello. Which... I okay. So backstory: Christy and I and our friend Maggie actually went to Rolling Hills this past September.
1: Yeah, it was actually, but it feels,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, feel, it feels like a forever ago, but it wasn't like it was only it
1: wasn't ago. that long. It was not <laughs> long ago. <laughs> it's um, just like May's <laughs> a year long and April's a year long.
0: <laughs> every every month in twenty twenty. <laughs> um. So we went to Rolling Hills, which is in East Bethany, New York. Um We went because we did. What was it? It was like a ghost hunt and a dinner thing
1: uh, dinner with a ghost dinner
0: with a ghost that's what it was called and it was fun it was like it was a good time
1: mm-hmm. i like yeah like the dinner part yeah but yeah. like getting on to go on your own exploring and stuff that the jam
0: that was fucking sick like mm-hmm. that was and that was kind of like our first like i know that was my first like quote-unquote ghost hunting that was experience. mine yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: we had no equipment other than our iphones and our dollar store glow-in-the-dark sticks.
1: <laughs> Not little flashlights.
0: <laughs> but, and I will say, I got really into it to the point where, like, so there was probably about 60 people there. Which is too many. Which is a lot.
1: Like, I definitely, like, if I ever did it again, it'd have to be something I would want to do privately. Yeah. Because I've learned that, like, I don't like groups. No. Like, large groups, especially. They kind of ruin it.
0: Yeah, no. And I... Because I'm very fuck, I'm gonna get into it. I'm very passionate about paranormal, but just, and, like, this whole genre, mm-hmm. hence why we now have a podcast, because I can't stop fucking talking about it, and you're the only one that listens to me. <laughs> but I, the only thing that really made me upset, or, like, kind of, like, I was like, oh, like, whatever. Also, apologize, that's my cat Lee once again in the background wanting our attention. Um, but... When we kind of first started, like, the quote-unquote hunt, there was people laughing and screaming and, like, slamming doors and, like, scaring mm. each other. Which is essentially a no-no. Like, the owner, Sharon, who we'll talk about in this episode, was like, don't do this. And that's what they did. It's just, like, you gotta be respectful. Like, mm. I understand some people aren't as into it as
1: others. Sure. others
0: which, what is It is what it is. But, like, for those that are actually paid the money, traveled across the border to get to there. Yes. And, like... You know, made an effort.
1: Yeah, don't be a dick about don't it. Don't be a dick
0: about it. Respect people's ghost hunting and don't just don't be just don't be a dick. That's that's a weird distractions podcast <laughs> takeaway from this episode. Just don't be a dick. Okay, Karen? <laughs> Karen with the manager haircut. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> Let's get into it. So, Rolling Hills Asylum, uh, originally named the Genesee Poor House, is once again, as mentioned, located in East Bethany, New York, uh, and it was built in 1827. Which do you want to hear? I look something? that way. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear something crazy? Well, yeah. In seven years, that building will be 200 years old.
1: Wow. Part of history. Part of history.
0: <gasps> is my math right? Because I I've I've been thinking about this for so long. And I'm like.
1: 1827? 1827.
0: Yeah. 200 years. 1927. I can math. I can math. I do have a degree. I can math. Um, The location where Rolling Hills is originally had a stagecoach tavern and was sold to the Genesee County um, when there was kind of a push from the states uh, and counties to create poor houses. So the poor house was built to provide housing and supports for the following, and this is a direct quote, habitual drunkards... Lunatics, one who, by disease, grief, or of accident, lost the use of reason or form old age. Sickness or weakness was so weak of a mind as to be incapable of governing or managing their affairs. Paupers, which is a person with no means of income. A state pauper who is blind, old, or disabled with no income source. Or a vagrant, which is another name for a homeless person. That voice. Uh, we're going to continue with it because other people who would seek housing were here would be, include orphans and widows. Since at the time they weren't necessarily allowed to own their own property after their husbands died. Because women had no rights and I don't want to talk about it because it's time that makes me sad. <sighs> Alright. <so laughs> now that I'm done. I could honestly, if people would continue listening to us for sure, I would definitely want to just record an entire episode like that, but I feel like people that are listening now are like, oh my god, please don't ever do that. Don't do the imitation. <laughs> please don't do it. You can't. Just stop. Um, so based on an interview done with the Grave Talks podcast, current or- owner Sharon Coyle reported <laughs> that sometimes people who essentially society didn't want to see anymore were dropped off or sent here. Uh, and there's an example of a girl named Mary who had a cleft palate um, who, like, Cognitively, she was fine. She just had a cleft palate, but because society...
1: It's like, you. you're like, okay, no. But...
0: Yeah. Except... Nowadays, you're
1: like, no, but then yeah. you're like, okay, that's weird.
0: Yeah, like, you're different. We don't like you because you're different, which, oh my gosh. Stop. Not about it. Um. So she was actually sent to Rolling Hills because of this. Which is uh, sad. Which is so fucking sad. During the assurance interview, though, it appeared that essentially people who met recovery or could take care of themselves were able to leave, which is good. But despite that positive kind of feeling, the, after the Civil War, people did research uh, to see about how the poor these poor houses were panning out. And out of all all the poor houses in the state, Rolling Hills was the worst in terms of treatment of their patients. So like you could leave if you were able to show like prove yourself that you were independent. Mm. But apparently they weren't super nice. (laughs) So no one left. So not many people left, I don't think. Um, In 1828, Genesee County constructed a stone building attached to the poorhouse, which would be home for the quote-unquote lunatics, um, and the people who committed misconduct, which would be known as the infirmary. Mm. Uh, Solitary confinement, shock therapy, and what I'm going to assume is pretty much all the fucked up Types of
1: yeah you see psychotherapy
0: like you know psychiatric attempts of trying to help people back then
1: shocks lobotomy anything yeah. you think of
0: uh, were forms of therapy that were taking place at Rolling Hills with the addition of the infirmary it was also um, home to tuberculosis patients during the TB outbreak and those who were for like those who stayed there were actually referred to as inmates even though. Like some of them weren't were like there for criminal reasons, mm-hmm. so like just everyone stapled as an enemy. An which mm. I don't, I'm not really here for it.
1: No, no, it's on a jail.
0: No, uh, but when it was active, it was a self sufficient working farm spanning as mentioned over two hundred acres. Uh, this would provide vast resources, thus making the cost for each person residing there about a dollar and eight cents a week back in nineteen seventy one. So like it was pretty resourceful. Um, they. Would be able to kind of help raising pigs, chickens, ducks, and growing vegetables and fruit crops, as well as canning jams, jellies, meats. Chores also included assisting in the bakery and a wood shop where coffins were made, <laughs> which, yes, if needed, they would use for patients who died at Rolling Hills or sold to local mortuaries.
1: Sketchy. I'm just going to make my own deathbed right now. Right.
0: Speaking of death, the county would bury uh, those who had no family on the property. However, now it is hard to find where they may exist due to the lack of care over the years. And yes, all of these people were buried in unmarked graves on the property, which...
1: Probably walked on them.
0: Oh my gosh, you probably did. Oh my god. So so sorry for the disrespect of anyone if we walked on your grave. Um, But... In the 1950s, Rolling Hills shifted into a nursing home until it officially closed in 1974 due to "quote unquote" code issues, which code issues probably means <clears> throat> throat> not great stuff was happening.
1: You say like abuse, whatever else, nothing to do with code.
0: Yeah, uh, it would shift hands three to four times until Sharon, um, mentioned earlier, purchased Rolling Hills through a bank sale. Sharon, who was a ghost hunter herself in California, Came to Rolling Hills actually in 2008 for an in- investigation of the property herself with her team. Uh, one year later, she actually caught word that Rolling Hills was for sale and felt really... Inc- like, she felt super inclined to buy the place. Like, she's mm. like, I need to buy this place. So she actually moved there uh, by the fall. She currently lives on the property where the old wood house is located. And yes, where are they made? The fucking coffins. Like, if that's not a creepy vibes... That is, like, very...
1: <laughs> like, what a place, like what a choice to
0: pick. I <laughs> know. Yeah, like, I feel like that's, like, an extreme level of, I'm a ghost hunter, and I live in, on a haunted property where they make, like, my specific house is where they made the coffins.
1: Not, like, a house down the road, or I built my own house on the <laughs> property. No, I'm gonna live in the coffin. Maker. No, I'm
0: gonna live where the coffins were made. Right? So... There were a documented 1,700 deaths within Rolling Hills, however, based on Sharon's reports, there could be m- more as documentation by previous owners has been spotty. And Rolling Hills Asylum itself actually has a Legends and Lore plaque, which we took a picture in front of, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> from the New York Folklore Folk Society. And the plaque states, this asylum is a nationally known center of supernatural activity Spirits believed to still roam grounds between this world and the next. It should be noted also that there is also there is a power grid near the building and is close to landlines as well, What Sharon told Ghost Adventures crew couldn't force a lot of energy for supernatural events to unfold. Mm. And for Love Me, I could not find wherein it, it was named Rolling Hills. Like I don't, oh. I couldn't find where that name came from.
1: She made it up. I don't know. <laughs>
0: And I don't remember them saying it on the tour. I don't think so either. I think that was the name. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's get to the spooky shit now, shall we? We're going to first talk about the ghost or spirit name, Roy.
1: Hmm.
0: Roy, known as the Gentle Giant, was brought to Rolling Hills when he was only 12 years old by his father because Roy had gigantism, which is typically associated with a thyroid problem. So,. Mm Uh, apparently his father was not really close to Roy. Like he didn't really have that bond, uh, and felt that his height was making him perhaps too much of a spectacle in town. So he brought him to Roy- rolling hills to live there the rest of his life. Um, Roy stood an estimate seven feet in height, but was also known for his gentle and friendly personality. He actually stayed there until his death when he was 52. So he was there from 12, like until, from when he was 12 until he was 52, it's such a sad life. It's such a sad life. But it's
1: such a nice uh, boy. Lives <clears throat> right. there
0: forever. Uh, those who have visited Rolling Hills report seeing tall shadows near and around Roy's bedroom. Um, Sharon also reported during the Buzzfeed Unsolved investigation that she was doing work in the building when she saw a rat and, like, you know, freaked out. Just you. <laughs> uh, later on, when walking in the infirmary area, she found a blood stain the shape of a rat and giant footprints. Um, as well as, like, sorry, the giant footprints were on the walls as so if somebody kicked the rat into the wall. Mm. And then there was also a giant handprint on the wall as well. Which, Sharon believes that this was Roy trying to help Sharon because she obviously wasn't super stoked seeing the rat.
1: Seems still being friendly. Exactly. In the afterlife.
0: Uh, Sharon has also documented that she believes, uh, she has a picture of Roy in which you can see a very large man, like, huge figure, almost heading towards a certain type of stairs. And essentially, it's kind of like he's looking back.
1: Over his shoulder, yeah. Over his
0: shoulder, kind of like, you know, looking back at it, like, (laughs) what? What up? (laughs) What up? Um, So that's kind of Roy, which... I remember being in Roy's room. Mm-hmm. We tried so hard to catch something in that room. We're like, we're going to catch a voice. <laughs> we got nada. <laughs> we got nothing. But even in his room, like, his wallpaper was, like, over seven feet high. Like, the...
1: Mm-hmm. And he had, like, a, like extra long bed. He had an
0: extra long bed. Like, yeah. And he liked opera music. I remember that. That was what people were saying. That he liked opera music. It
1: didn't have, like, a whole wall of, like, books or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: that was the room with all the... the Like in, uh, oh my gosh, what am I trying to say? With all the books. Built-in. Built-in bookshelves with all the books in it. There we go. Alright, so the next spirits we're going to chat about. This is kind of confusing because, and I remember we had this, trying to figure this out when we were there, but there is, there are two nurses that are apparently roam Rolling Hills. So there's Mm. Nurse Emma and Nurse Emmy. So, Nurse Emma apparently was a German nurse uh, who worked at Rolling Hills Asylum, and apparently now she's been reported to be seen, heard, and felt in what used to be her bedroom. Some know that the spirit is very helpful and can be often be called on when asking for help. Nurse Emmy, on the other hand... Is a bitch. Is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a kind of conflict, because essentially the same bedroom that Nurse Emma was in... Where Emmy stayed is where apparently Emmy stayed,
1: mm.
0: which is kind of confusing because it's like
1: the two people, or maybe she had like a
0: split personality. Oh my gosh, that'd be so wild! But essentially, Emmy apparently was the opposite, and apparently, she was like really rude to patience. And uh, apparently, she also practiced black magic. Um, and she was actually also a part of a coven that still roams that area to this day, like it's still active. Mm-hmm. Most reports seem to lean towards Nurse Emmy, and reports of men being inappropriately touched um, happen in the her bedroom.
1: They don't hear too much about Emma.
0: No, mm-hmm. I think literally the only thing I ever heard about Emma was through BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, and I don't really, I don't really, because they're like, okay, so if you ever go visit Rolling Hills, which we recommend you do, um, they have plaques in the different areas to so like kind of say like what activity you can expect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I felt like it said Nurse Emma though there. Mm. But I don't
1: know. i like the pictures.
0: Yeah. Um, the next one is probably kind of like, okay, so the next two are very creepy. Um, Shadow Figures, which are huge at Rolling <laughs> Hills. Yes. Um, to the point where a little tidbit of story, so our friend Maggie had went kind of back to the gift shop. It was getting late and I, she was tired and wasn't really feeling it anymore I don't think. hmm But Kristen and I were like balls slow. like, we're gonna fucking do this. We're like,
1: gonna sit here in this room in the dark and something's gonna happen. And
0: something's gonna happen. Um, so we were sitting in a, we were, no, we were walking in the hallway with one of the volunteers there. And at one point, I forget where the figure was, but it looked like there was a figure kind of, like, peering around a corner, like, back and forth, like...
1: Oh, yeah, we making us sit down the hall? Yeah. See, and I'm blind, so, like, I tried so hard to look, and I, like, have no distance. so I'm like, I can't see fucking shit.
0: See, but I, everyone's like, I see it! And I'm like, I'm blind! <laughs> I'm blind, I can't see. But I... I saw I saw movement more than anything, mm-hmm. and no one was up there. Like everybody, like most, most of the people that were still there at that point in time were either with us or in the gift shop. Apparently, yes. So I saw a ghost. Saw <laughs> shadow so figure.
1: I never saw anything, but like at one point when we were doing something in that same hallway, I think, or a different hallway, when we were sitting down watching stuff. Oh yeah, like you could definitely like. I felt at one point, and it could have been like I don't think the windows were open, and stuff can be broken, whatever. Yeah. But like, you'd walk and you'd feel like complete coldness, and then yeah. you wouldn't.
0: Yeah. I felt that. But. I just felt uneasy in certain spots. Like there was there'd be spots where I'd be like, oh, blah, 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 this feels whatever, and then there. I remember one room. I forget where it was. Um, but there was one room where I was. I felt really uneasy. I was like, because I think I remember watching a video where someone investigated that, and there was like a really. A really unwell patient that lived in that room apparently and mm. he was very mean and not nice. And I just I think I remember and that's the thing too, it's kind of like a psyche thing. Yeah,
1: I like guess you already kinda of know something's gonna happen in that room, so you expect it or you think yeah. it's you know, make you think of that, whereas you didn't know, you're like, Okay, what was it?
0: Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. So shadow figures are super common and there's even actually a hallway called the shadow hallway, uh, which is located leading towards the infirmary in what was formerly the men's dormitory. So Sharon, the owner, has reported during the uh, the Buzzfeed Unsolved video that these shadow people can be light gray, medium gray, dark gray, or pitch black. And further, they can be normal human shaped or uh, amorphous uh, shapes. So like they can kind of be they can look like you and I, or mm-hmm. they can look like blobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these shadow figures reportedly come in out of doorways, walk across the hall, might poke an arm and a leg out, or crawl on the floor. Which we did not experience that, and I think no. I would have literally pissed my pants. With- a you child. saw,
1: like, this dark thing crawl across. <laughs>
0: nope. No, thank you. Not here for it. Um, the next one, which... Fr- okay, so... I- screaming? Yeah. yeah. Screaming
1: that was lady. the only, like, true thing I felt. Or, like, heard.
0: So, the screaming lady, also known as potential first patient Phoebe White. Mm-hmm. So, some people think that the reported screaming lady may be Rolling Hill's first patient Phoebe White, who stayed there for about 56 years. So Phoebe was approximately nine years old when she came to Rolling Hills. Uh, Based on some reports, Phoebe struggled with a potential learning disability um, and was blind. She died at Rolling Hills in her room in 1886 um, on the third floor in the West Wing, which was the infirmary between 1938 and 1974, where people hear slamming doors and blood-curdling female screams. So this one we need to break down a bit because we had... That was probably another scary moment.
1: Yeah, like I think we truly thought we felt heard to scream and like heard banging, and then I was but then like later we heard banging that we knew someone else was causing, which just pissed me off. Yeah, so it's like I don't know what was what because one felt very real.
0: Well, I think at that point, too, we were trying to like talk to her and be like, hey, we're just here to get like not meanly, but we were trying to provoke. Oh, yeah, no, we I have a hard time watching people provoke ghosts and stuff, Mm meanly, like with Buzzfeed and Solve, like Shane, he does it like a goofy way, yeah, but like. There's a couple of shows I watch where like they're like yelling at them and like being really derogatory and I'm like They Don't. try to piss them
1: off but like no it's not the right way to do it. No, go it's way. not the
0: right way to do it. So we were walking down and we're like saying like hey, we're here just to talk, that we like, mean you no harm, we all work in the health we all were like, We work in the health industry. We get how bad things could have been. We understand. And at that point, we heard a slam. I just remember you and Maggie fucking jumped. Yeah, we're like, what the fuck was that? After? Yeah, and I was like, guys, oh my god. Um, but then after a little while, we actually were back in that room, because that volunteer was doing the light the flashlight thing. Yes. Um, and we realized there was a fucking porta potty outside the far window, and we're like, damn it, that was probably it.
1: See, no, you know, the first one I felt, like, really came through the floor or something. Yeah. But, yeah, like, we were just, like, that's no way. That, that was something else.
0: Right. Um, The next room is the chapel, which we were in. Uh, the chapel within Rolling Hills has reportedly been an area where people hear moans and or feel presence that they are not alone, which I didn't really feel that, like...
1: No, this is something about, like, what was it, like, th- like rolling the ball or something and, like, yeah. signing the book, and I was like, meh, meh.
0: I think I... Moved around the toys, and I was like, All right, I'm gonna put these toys here. Yeah, you better not. And then we never went back, <laughs> no. so I don't know if they ever removed them off. No, I guess it
1: was like right off where we were eating and stuff, like it didn't seem like a super scary room to begin no. with. No, and
0: actually, that's actually the next room, so the recreation room where we had the dinner and the psychic
1: mm-hmm. air mm. quotations medium medium.
0: Um, <laughs> I but like, I, I think people can possess that kind of mm-hmm. mindset, but the one that we saw was.
1: Some stuff like felt real, like people got emotional, and then like some stuff like just t- truly grasping because it's always like number, number, number. Yeah. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So beside the chapel is the rec room where people have heard chairs move on their own or leave the room and come back to find chairs have moved. Peace- people have also captured ghostly figures in this room as well. So like shadow figures, really just mm. you know, ghosts. <laughs> and then the creepy room, which okay. So when we went, we went at the end of September. So obviously, um, getting like closer to ha- spooky season, Halloween. Mm-hmm. The only the only other thing I was kind of bummed out was they didn't really let us roam the basement alone because they had all of their Halloween decorations and yeah, that really
1: made me mad. That
0: was a real big bummer because I because that's where all the you know, all the good shit is happening. Like, Like it's a
1: giant black tunnel underneath in the basement that you could walk down and there'd be scary shit down there. And because they have this haunted house set up that we couldn't go down. And I was like, that's a bummer.
0: Well, and we could go down, but we had to go in this, like, big group of people.
1: Couldn't see half the shit. Couldn't see half the shit. People are being loud and annoying.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm five foot two, so I got... And, of course, I stood at the back of the group because Mm -hmm. everyone else butted in front. (laughs) So pissy about it. Anyway, so... In the lower level of Rolling Hills is the Christmas room, uh, and it's a room decorated for the Christmas holidays. And it, it's actually like a hot spot. Like, I remember watching Buzzfeed and Solved. Mm-hmm. Um, it said that back in the day, this was kind of like the Christmas attire was for like the orphans mm-hmm. to like celebrate Christmas, but it's actually a lot more sinister now because there's a bunch of ghost shit happening. Guiltless uh, children. Guilty children. It said uh, now that toys allegedly move by themselves. Uh, when Buzzfeed and Solve, when Shane and Ryan went to investigate, they brought a black and white plush toy dog that was equipped to measure static energy around it. Um, so how it that essentially works is that the closer you get to it, it's noise. It's, it's noise. Its nose lights up and makes a noise. So when Shane and Ryan left the room. It was recorded that the nose lit up a couple times, like, short little bloop bloop, mm-hmm. um, even though no one else was in the room. Like, they had left, they had tested it, things were working fine, and then they watched the video again, and there was, the nose was lighting up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, something was touching it. Yeah. Something with an energy force. Uh, there's also a rocking horse in there that apparently rocks on its own, which that horrifies me. <laughs> I don't know the fuck, it, rocking horses, rocking chairs. Rocking was,
1: chairs, yeah, that's my, oh, this is my thing. I'm like,
0: mm. No. Um, and then in the laundry room, which that was spooky, so the laundry room kind of is attached to the tunnels, I think, right? Yes. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, once again, located in the basement, toys have been left out for a former child resident, toys will be left in a certain way, and will be set out in a totally different way, um, from what it was left as.
1: That was, like, the last room we saw on our, tour down, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And then the morgue, which is always creepy, um... Once again, in the basement, has been another hotspot for activity. No shit.
1: It's <laughs> a morgue, a girl. Let dead people go.
0: Um, from a former doctor. So this one,
1: this one, meh. Yeah.
0: This one I had I had a problem with. This one I I don't know because I so for the research I watched a couple of news reporters actually go to Rolling Hills and they did the they, they actually filmed the suit thing with the doctor. So I'll mm. I'll explain it. So. A suit, which apparently belonged to the former the former doctor, um, or one of the former doctors at Rolling Hills, hangs in the room, and if you speak to it by saying, like, hey doc, like, can you turn around? It will eventually move on its own, on the hanger, not attached to like any string, quote unquote, or anything, um, slowly in turn to face you, meaning so like the front of the suit will face you if you talk to it. Mm-hmm. Temperatures dramatically drop down there, you hear just some footsteps, and people have felt their clothes being tugged on. Mm-hmm. We watched the suit turn. I I don't know. It looked like
1: it turned on a slow revolving motion of a spinner. Yeah. And then the whole like they like they had the suit lit up by a flashlight that would like shine and then would turn off by itself and then turn on by itself and turn I was like, mm. mm.
0: See, I'm always really skeptical with flashlights. Only only because unless it's mine and I know that it's like I'm playing with it before I go in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If it's someone else's, I don't know if they've does fiddle fiddle it. with it, yeah. yeah. exactly.
1: Oh yeah, just the suit spin in a perfectly motion, I thought, on a like, rotation. And I was like, mm, it's not really turning to look at you. He's just continually spinning.
0: Yeah.
1: I wasn't, I'm pleased.
0: No. I think we're also just like, kind of...
1: And I couldn't see it really well.
0: Yeah, we were kind of better at that point, because we just wanted to fucking explore the basement there, yeah. by ourselves without ten other people. Yeah. At least the volunteer was really nice. He was really funny. Because I remember being like, can we go to the tunnels? And he's like, I mean... Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, please! Yeah. We were the most demanding. People were like, okay, so we've seen them more. Can we go see the tunnels? And, like, you kind of see, like, the hesitation of, like, I mean, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and, Which actually leads us to the underground tunnels. Uh, it wouldn't be an old creepy-ass building without some underground tunnels. During their investigation, ghost hunters interview a witness named Marlena, who reported that she was in the tunnels one day, like, just helping out around. Um, and when a piece of wood randomly chucked, was chucked at her, like, towards Hmm. her, she then got an EVP of Raymond, who is a well-known spirit of Rolling Hills. Raymond, uh, there's not really a whole lot of information about him, but some believe that he was kind of a gross dude. He would molest some of the young girls at Rolling Hills, and has further continued to be somewhat handsy to people that visit to this day. Mm. Um, then there is the vortex room. So we're kind of back on, is that the second floor? I think so. It's near. Okay. So this room is kind of located within the shadow hallway and what Sharon, and I'm sure with other people believe that it, this room in particular is a vortex slash portal into the supernatural realm. We sat in this room and this is, this is the room that I felt not great in. Mm. I felt like nauseous in. And I don't know if it's because my mindset beforehand knew that this was kind of like a quote unquote
1: room yeah room
0: or if it was just like naturally i just felt i can't remember
1: i think i don't i think i just didn't feel anything no
0: um so people have reported feeling dizzy uneasy and even nauseous in this room hey <laughs> <laughs> people have heard movements and footsteps in or nearby and of course i've seen shadow figures because it is off the shadow hallway so mm-hmm. like what do you expect and then this is kind of miscellaneous stuff that i didn't want to Leave out. So, obviously, people hear knocking footsteps when no one else is in the building or around them, as well as doors shutting, wheelchairs moving, things being moved or being thrown, multiple EVPs being captured, varying from like whistling to people saying hello and flashlights turning on and off. One spooky EVP that was picked up when uh, WIVB TV, which is a news channel in the (laughs) States, Um, went in and Sharon was trying to remember a patient that was documented there and she was quoted, so Sharon is saying he had one arm I can't remember his name, I feel so bad in which during the playback you can hear a man's voice say Paul Mm. it's fucking Paul (laughs) (laughs) how do you forget me? it's Paul bitch (laughs) Uh, one volunteer who has been there for about seven years reports that he is still finding new people in reference to experience every day Mm. which like I feel like for being open that long, there there's gotta been like thousands of people that went in and out of those doors. Oh
1: yeah, and for them to like have specific names of certain people, like it would take time to learn who's who, who's to, who does what, what their routine is or whatnot. Right.
0: Um, one patron who attended Rolling Hills for a ghost hunt back in 2010 reported that their team was in the shock therapy room and caught two organ notes. The organ it like was upstairs where no one was near, uh, on an EVP. And people also often feel anxious or nauseous, especially in the third floor near the nurse's quarters, like Nurse Emmy or Emma's room. Mm. Um, and fun fact, to end this off, American Horror Story Asylum actually used rooms in uh, Rolling Hills Asylum for promo. So I they, I don't think they actually filmed there. I think they filmed somewhere in California or something like that. But um, when I was doing my research into this, I saw that there was kind of like a promo. which oh. was kind of cool. But yeah. I remember that. No, I, don't, I need to rewatch American Horror Story. I literally stopped watching after Cult because that was a fucking train wreck. I didn't. I haven't
1: watched any of the new ones. I think What did I watch the last one? Because it goes what the house is the first one.
0: House Asylum. Asylum coven. coven.
1: Is it a freak show? No.
0: No hotel.
1: Yes. Yeah. Then freak show, or something like that. Yeah. I stopped after that, but I need to watch the new ones. Yeah. Because what's coming out eight?
0: Fuck, I don't even know. I don't know. There was also Roanoke, which wasn't that great. It was okay, but, like, the ending was kind of shit. Yeah. Anyways, so, obviously the resources I used were the Rolling Hills Asylum itself, uh, the website, and lived experience. (laughs) (laughs) The best! The best. Uh, Shattery Spirits of Rolling Hills Asylum, YouTube video by BuzzFeed Unsolved, The Grave Talks Podcast, Um, The World's Most Haunted Hospitals, book by Richard Estip. Estip. (laughs) Estip. It's deep, it's deep. Um, spirits reach out at, at a Rolling Hills Asylum YouTube video from WKBWTV, Buffalo, New uh. York. Uh, Rolling Hills Asylum video from WIVBTV. <laughs> Weird New Jersey website article The Haunting of Rolling Hills Asylum and Ghost Adventures Season 4, Episode 2, Rolling Hills Sanitarium. Christy
1: tell the good people i will
0: tell the good people <laughs> while i finish off this white fly i've been nursing for an hour
1: uh you can find us on our various platforms we are on anchor spotify apple podcasts google podcasts breaker radio public overcast Pocket Cast, and now recently on good pods go get them a follow and you'll really see our shows on there uh you can reach us on other ways to give feedback or give us a request or just tell us something great give mm-hmm. us ratings um on our email which is weird distractions podcast at outlook.com yes tweet us on Twitter.
0: on Twitter.
1: We, uh, we at weird distract i number one that's weird distract i number one and hit us up on our insta page which is at weird distractions board, please
0: do it do it now do <laughs> actually, actually also um actually also if you could give us a rating review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you rate or review your podcast, give us five stars. Tell us how cool we are. You can lie. You can totally lie and say that we're cool. We appreciate
1: it. We may not be, but we want to hear it.
0: Our self-esteem could <laughs> needs a boost. boost. <laughs> you actually, okay, now thinking about it, you should have read that entire segment in that voice. In that
1: voice? Oh my god. This part? Yeah. Now. <laughs> now,
0: people are already like, oh my gosh, just end the show. But we appreciate you listening, especially to this very near and dear to our heart episode. Mm-hmm. Please listen in to episode 13, where Christy's going to be taking over, and I'm going to be the unsuspected listener. Somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> unsuspected listener of the story. And
1: it's going to be a doozy. It's
0: going to be a doozy. Um, and, yeah, we, we actually also, I guess I could kind of mention, we do have some stuff in the works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. We've got... Some people may be jumping on the show. Not going to drop names, but it will be interesting and awesome, and we're so excited and quite nervous and anxious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, it's hitting us again. And as always, once again, for the millionth time, because we're Canadian and we don't know how else to say, but thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate it.
1: We appreciate you.
0: We appreciates you. And you can always find distraction in the busiest of times if one simply looks for the weird. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Over 700 people have been killed by the hands of the police just this year alone. I'm Catherine Sheffield, host of the weekly podcast, A Few Bad Apples. Each week, I unravel true stories of victims whose lives have been affected by bad apple officers of the law. I bring this relevant conversation into the public spotlight because it's a way to provoke change and reform. Not all officers are bad, and in fact, I highlight a positive story at the end of every episode to balance the spectrum. A Few Bad Apples is available wherever you
0: get your podcasts.